Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. And me, Dan. And me, Ryan. In this week's episode, we'll look back at the Derby County game, our form following international breaks, and our away form on the whole this season because it's been pretty shoddy. Uh, so, yeah, enjoy. Howdy lads, uh, Ryan, thank you very much for joining us and making your pod debut. Um, me. No, thank you for coming on, it's much appreciated with uh, all these work commitments. Um, yeah, another international break come and gone, and obviously another defeat has come with it. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, have you you boys had a good few weeks? Uh, yeah, it's been alright, the uh, international break, boring again. Always is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. They're horrible, those things, but I mean, I prefer them to what usually follows immediately after. Yeah, especially yeah. recently. Mm. But not even recently, it's been going on for bloody yonks now. How's things been with you, Ryan? Yeah, a good couple of weeks, yeah, and got myself busy to fill the uh, the void of the, the international break, if you like. Yeah, so you got yourself yeah. a little uh, week's intern at North End as well, haven't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. In February, yeah, just a week in the press office, which looking forward to. Happy days. Mm. Sounds good. Um, yeah, first of all, before we get into the actual pod, um, today, Tuesday, the 26th of November, is our six-month birthday. Um, not from the Finney, but from the Finney podcast. So it's six months since me, Dan and Ollie had a Skype conversation that we thought was just going to be a practice podcast and then we just thought, do you know what, Because it actually turned out being all right, didn't it? We'll just put it out and that turned out to be episode one. Um, So yeah, six months old today, the podcast. And um, over the weekend, we hit 10,000 plays as well. So cheers for for that. Um, I think on Friday night, we also hit 1,000 followers on Twitter in less than 10 months. which Milestones left and right. Yeah, yeah, they're flying in. Um, yeah, so chuffed with that. So, um, thank you, listener, for all your support. And if you're not following us on Twitter, give us a follow. Um, another bit of housekeeping, if you will. Um, we're approaching the end of the month, so that means that we'll be getting up to recording the uh, month review pod. So, if you want to come on and join um, me and Dan and Ollie, or me and Dan, or me and Ollie, or me and whoever, depending on who is or isn't available. Um, then just email us uh, on fromthefinney at gmail.com or you can slide into our DMs on social media and we'll arrange something. And finally, uh, we made a passing comment in the last pod about looking for a sponsor. Uh, that is actually something that we're looking for. So if you'd maybe be interested in sponsoring the From the Finney podcast or you know someone who might be, uh, again, get in touch. 
on social media or just email us uh, from the finney at gmail.com and we can sort something out. We'll let you know some more of the, the stats and how many people you'll be exposed to and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, um, now that we've done that, it's another defeat after an international break. Mm, um, a bit of a slide down in tone, wasn't it? Yeah, quite, a, yeah. quite an abrupt one, really. <laughs> it, it's not ideal, um, but I think to try and maybe bring it back up a little bit, we do always seem to react after we've lost. Sorry, this season we've always seemed to react. After we've um, after we've lost the game, um, but yeah, two two wins in eleven post international break games um, isn't really much of a record to shout about. No, we uh, last season we beat Blackburn after the international break. This season Brentford, but other than that, it's been pretty dire for the last three or four seasons. Two in eleven, I think it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I can see you've got in your notes Dan that obviously. Pride Park's been a... It's, a... it's a shocking ground for us to go to. I think the last time we won there was 2008. Yeah, it was in the FA Cup. Yeah, that was when Carl Hawley scored twice yeah, out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. Simon Whaley and uh, Mel's got the other one. Oh, yeah, Mel's... Two. Was, it a... was it a pen Mel scored? I think Mel's scored a pen, yeah. yeah. God, why do I remember that? That was more than 10 years ago. Yeah. Early on in uh, Alan Irvin's reign, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, yeah, I mean, it was in that really sharp red away kit that we had for a while, which was really yes. nice. No, it was I still got that. Didn't I? Like it. Red with gold trim, just yeah. nah, not for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've not managed to watch the game back uh, or any highlights for that matter, so I don't really know how well we played or not. But by all accounts, first half we weren't that great, and second half we improved. Slightly. Mm-hmm. I think um, without wanting to sound like I was too concerned about the game, I think Derby had it won at half-time, really. Which for a 1-0 is rare, even for us, if we're being at our most negative of like, oh, North End can't get back into a game Yeah. If, if we go behind. But it just seemed like one of those games where we never, where we never got going and it never sort of felt like we were going to. Yeah, I know what you mean. A bit, a bit, probably a bit similar to the Reading one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, by all accounts, the Reading game was just seemed to be two sides that were happy settling for a nil-nil, and then obviously, and uh, Declan Rudd thought, "I can't be having that." <laughs> threw one into the back <laughs> of the net. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I did think before kickoff though, that Derby were in a bit of a, a false position, like, like given the players they've got. Um. um yeah. They, they should probably be a bit closer to sort of where we are in the league. Yeah. The one thing I say about that is in the Championship, it's uh, not not even just this season, but this season in particular, it's very difficult to say who should be where yeah. at yeah. any well, given time. We're a prime example of that. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, I had, I'd, I mean, I'd been looking at Derby's home form and that had been decent enough, but they've yeah. probably been... I mean, they've been better away than we have, but not by a great deal, I'd say. And they were saying on commentary that I think they've conceded six in the last eight home games. Yeah. I think the the top five in the the sort of home league table. Haven't haven't we only scored six in our last eight away games as well? 
Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's not not ideal, is it? But yeah, just one of them, I think. Yeah, it is what it is. We it's done now. We just we move on and focus on the next game as much as you can do. And like I said in the past, you know we've we've bounced back from. Well, there was the the Millwall defeat, the um, uh, the three two at Swansea. That was what I was trying to think yeah. of. Then the Reading game, and now this. Um, and I think you you could safely say that all three of the prior defeats we've bounced back from in the next run of games. Yeah, especially Swansea. Yeah. We went on a. Yeah, I think it was like eight or nine unbeaten, wasn't it? It was our best yeah, one, something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'd like to think that with where we where we are in the league, obviously we dropped down again to third now. Um, but I'd like to think that with where we are in the league, we've shown that we're more than capable of of bouncing back, um, despite a tough run of fixtures coming up. But yeah, fingers crossed. Um, it, it was a bit of a kick in the teeth when. Um both Leeds and West Brom hit pretty late winners yeah. on Saturday as well. Yeah. That was a bit of a gut punch, but... Uh, I suppose that's the that's thing, isn't it? If you're going to get promoted, you, you, you do score a lot of late goals. Look yeah. at Liverpool in the Prem. <laughs> yeah. Just keeping it, up, keeping it up all the way till the end. Yeah. Silver lining would be that Swansea lost at home to Millwall, which uh, yeah. kept us in and around the top three rather than falling down the playoffs a little bit more. It's funny though how I mean I've seen I think mainly on the forum really social media shockingly at the moment seems relatively positive still um, mm. but yeah I think mainly on the forum it's been quite well, there's been a little bit of negativity starting to creep back in just after one defeat and yeah I think you know, you'll like, always get that though yeah you will always get that but I mean, looking at the table, we're we're still two points clear of fourth and fifth, mm. and sixth. Sorry, and seventh. And we're what eighteen points clear of where our budget says we should be. So, or places, yeah. not not points. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So, I think you've got to think as well, though, that regardless of where they are in the league, I mean, Derby was always going to be a, a, a difficult game. Yeah, of course. Say those players have got. Yeah. And if we'd have won, it would have been saying what a, what a fantastic result it was. Yeah. It's also one of those places, like, um, I don't want to sound like I'm paying too much lip service to Derby, but it's one of those quote-unquote big clubs with a big stadium that we tend to get a little bit... Oh, I don't know how to put it. We we seem to um, get overawed by the occasion, even though it's not really an occasion. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um... It's, like, it's like away games at teams like Derby and Leeds. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, and I think the on the reverse of that as well, Derby fans always expect to beat us when yeah. we go there. Mm. Um, I, I suppose you could say that's probably similar to us in Bristol City. We always expect to beat them because of our recent, I say recent, it's probably over the last three or four seasons record yeah. against them. Um, but... Yeah, it's funny because then you, you get like the quote-unquote big teams coming to Deepdale, Leeds this season. Um, 
being a prime example that we'll up our game for it. Norwich last season, Cardiff the season before that. Yeah. I think Huddersfield the season before that. Villa as well last season we had Arthur squad injured and yeah, really took the game. So, um, so he, he, again, even though the Derby game was a poor result, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any um, any other way you can look at it. Really, it was a poor result considering our our position in the league and our recent run. Um, I think looking ahead, West Brom specifically on Monday, um, especially with the uh, fan-led initiative that the club have now got behind with the um, making it a scarf night or something like that, I think it is, where they're trying to encourage people to bring scarves to the ground to hold up like we did in the in the mid-thousands, uh, I think when we were in the playoffs maybe under Alan Irvine, um, and just try and bring bring a bit more of an atmosphere. It, it does seem to get the the team up as well. So, yeah, look, looking ahead slightly past where we'd maybe want to in this pod. Um, but, yeah, I think the West Brom game is is one to target for hopefully a, a, a positive result and a positive night for, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, moving on from Derby, well, kind of, kind of not. Uh, yellow cards are still, still an issue. Um, I think that's up to eleven in the last three games now. Uh, Fisher's on nine for the season. He's almost certainly going to pick one up against Hull, especially considering he'll be up against probably Camille Grisicki, but. Potentially Jared Bowen as well, depending on if they switch the wingers around, mm. um, which would then really matter the West Brom game. I think uh, that 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 puts him up against either 100% pace or 100% technicality, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and if he if he was to miss the West Brom game, then that leaves us, depending on the fitness of Andrew Hughes, with potentially one fit fullback, which again just brings us back to what we've said numerous times on the pod in written pieces on the website that injuries and suspensions are almost certainly going to come through the summer and uh, sorry through the season and looking back on the summer um we didn't really prepare for the to have our depth ready no not at all um and i think something i read on the forum i think it was that it if ben davis is out as well against hull mm. um You've got to have obviously one squad, uh, one academy player, haven't you, on the on the bench or in, in your match day squad now? Yeah. So, with obviously with Josh Earl being out, the, we'd probably look at putting maybe Baxter on. Yeah, you know, is that yeah. some? Maybe maybe you look at it as an opportunity for a youngster to come in and mm. take the chance, whether he gets he's, the opportunity to come on. He's been I using Spencer, hasn't he? You are. He's been using Hudson as a backup keeper when uh, yeah. Davis has been out, so I'd, I'd imagine that he, he'd come in. But yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd like to see a, a backup or, of, or uh, the lack of fullback. I think uh, to sort of kill two birds with one stone, it's uh, drawing attention back to the ridiculous decision to loan Josh Earl out. Because yeah. he'd have been an academy player and mm. cover at left back, or just at fullback in general. 
I think on on the face of it, I don't think it was a ri- ridiculous decision. But when you look into it in no. a bit more, well, what, so when you look into it in a bit more detail, and the fact that we never signed any re- any cover. Oh yeah, I mean, I think at, at that point it then becomes a ridiculous decision. I don't I don't think on the face of it, giving a young yeah. lad opportunity to go out and get regular game time, mm. um. It was ridiculous. It must, it, so. I, 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 just, I just think either way, if you're planning to loan a player out, I mean, I know we went in for fullbacks after that. Derby, I think, was right. one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Max Lowe. Jake yeah. um, Bidwell turned us down, signed for Swansea. Yeah, but I mean, really, what makes me think it's ridiculous still would be I, I, I can't see a situation where a club wouldn't make the decision to have the replacement in place before allowing that player to go out on loan. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but sometimes transfers just don't work like that, do they? No, I suppose not. Uh, but then you're Well, Bolton probably were in a position, actually, looking at the, the state of how they were in the summer, that they probably just needed players in as soon as possible. Because I think we knew a couple of days before, didn't we, Dan, that he was yeah. as good as gone. Yeah. And then it was... I think they announced their lineup, and he, Josh Earl was in it. And then, like twenty minutes later, half an hour later, the club tweeted saying, "Like we're delighted to confirm that Josh Earl has gone to Bolton Wanderers on loan and starts today." It's like, mm, I wonder why you've said that he's uh, gone out on loan. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think it, it's just it's just completely negligent to. To not have a backup plan. Yeah. You know, like Hughes has played five games, I think, this season. Right. Made five appearances. I don't think he's played five full mm. games. And I don't know if you've seen it that um he's touch and go for for the game against Hull and possibly the game against West Brom because he broke his foot in the game against Rovers. Yeah. Which could explain why he was uh, limping for the whole game. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's it's the same on the other side with Clark, isn't it? Obviously, he'd have been the penciled in as a backup right back, and he spent whatever it is two, three months injured. I'm not, is, is he? I'm not sure if he's close to full fitness yet because he's think not really said much. Neil's said, hasn't he, a couple of times that he's he's getting close, yeah. um, which could be a week or three yeah. weeks. Hopefully, it's it's sooner rather than later. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the yellow card thing is is becoming a bit of an issue. I think eleven in three games is just it's a lot. Mm. Who else got booked uh, against Derby? Uh, I think it was Joe Rafferty. Yeah, yeah, Rafferty. The thing is, um, Fisher's discipline. We've mentioned it a few times, and it is starting to be talked about more in sort of fan circles, but uh, not as many people seem as outraged by him as they were by Pearson maybe last year mm. I just I just wonder if Neil's going to be going as public as he did with Pearson particularly at the end of last season uh, with Fisher seeing as, seeing as his comments to Pearson seem to have stuck in his mind I mean fingers crossed but I think if Fisher carries on in the vein he is I don't see any reason why the manager shouldn't yeah um, I just think it'd be better sooner rather than later <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like we said, you know, if he picks up a, a yellow against Hull, he's out of the West Brom game. 
That's two bans that he'll have had, and we're not even halfway through the season mm. from picking up yellow cards. Mm. I mean, um, cut, and cut if that was Jason last season or the season before, he'd have been hung, he'd have been castigated for that yeah. on um, social media. And he's had a couple for just dissent and time wasting, which, yeah, as you say, the same as what I, Pearson was was getting him for last season. I mean, yeah, yesterday Saturday was a bit unlucky because he was he sort of there was an awkward bounce, he missed it, and then pulled the guy down. But yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah. are there's there's a couple that are just through dissent and just just silly things that mm. he doesn't really need to do. Yeah, so you'd, you'd like to think that that I mean. People online will claim that Alex Neal tells them to go out and play that way and all that sort of stuff. I don't. I don't think he does. Um, no, I don't either. We've just got. I think we've just got a few fiery players in Fisher, Ledson, Pearson, who that's just the way they play. Yeah. And I think I think Alex Neal utilizes that in terms of the way that he sets us up, but I don't think he deliberately. Mm. I can't imagine there being conversations in the dressing room, like saying, mm. "Go out and go through X, Y, Z player or whatever." Well, I mean, he's been he's been quite um, quite open about the fact he doesn't mind the style of play. It's more that he, the type of bookings that he worries about are the types that Fisher's been Fisher and Pearson have been yeah called out for before so. the des- the descents and kicking the ball away and yeah, yeah. Gen- generally being a Twat. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, that pissed me off as well. Yeah, more than flying I mean, in. I mean, um, he doesn't have the same sort of rep, but I mean, that was the booking Maguire got the other week when he just stood in front of a free kick for no reason, which is just—it's just one of them. Yeah, I think the thing yeah. with Shawnee though is he's probably only going to pick five up through a season anyway, isn't he? Yeah. That, yeah. But yeah, again. Coming back round to the point that it highlights in in the fullback department, um, I don't know if you can go as far as saying Hughes is injury prone. Um, uh, not yet. I think the broken foot thing is just unlucky. Yeah. Um, but I think a few more soft tissue injuries or muscle injuries and. People start to, yeah, yeah, back, back to how oh, it was last season almost yeah. for him anyway. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to be republishing my no look at left back piece. Yeah, I, I think you sort of when you have a, a longish term injury, though, you're always going to pick up sort of slight knocks, aren't you? When you when you're coming back, but yeah, well, he, he has had he has had two or three which have been quite sort of spaced out. So yeah, well, not gives a worry yet, but it, it could be. Yeah, no, I don't think it is, but I think if it if it was to carry on through the season, um, obviously we're, I think are we five or six games off Hart being halfway through the season now, and he's made five appearances. Yeah, it's not great, um, considering he was so solid last year as well. But yeah, I think just touching on what you said there, Ryan, Alex Neal alluded to pretty much that. In the uh, at the fans forum, just saying like, you know, when you've had players that have been out for any length of time, them coming back to full fitness, they're going to pick up little niggles along the way because mm. they're overcompensating for 
the yeah. injury or whatever it may be, they're using different muscles in different ways, and obviously you're gonna, as a result of that, pick up other um, other niggles. So yeah. same with Borden, isn't it? He's just coming back. It's what? Sorry. Same with Borden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and Harrop as well. You know, I think Harrop's had a couple of little tweet, uh, little tweaks that he's been been out with for a few weeks here and there. Um, that they've obviously not wanted to risk worsening. Is that even a word? Yeah, I think so. Ah, I thought it, yeah, it is. I don't care. <laughs> um, for the sake of you know rushing him back or for uh, getting game time into him. So yeah, I think hopefully this last international break, the last one until March, has done some of the players some good as far as. Getting back to fitness is concerned. Shall we call it a break, boys? No, I don't say shall we call it a break, Dan. I say shall we call it a pod. pod. It's not a pod yet. (laughs) Right, yeah, I'll see you in part two. I'll go and get a brew and we'll be back. Cool. Hello and welcome back to the From the Finney podcast. In part two, we're going to talk about our post-international break record, uh, our away record in general this season. And we'll also look ahead to Hull City on Wednesday evening. Yeah, uh, it's not great, is it? After uh, international breaks. I know we touched on it in part one a little bit, but to be frank, it's it's shit. (laughs) A little bit of a, a common theme, isn't it? And I've, I've always thought that it's probably more down to sort of Matt Sharpness more than anything else, sort of in terms of the fact that we only have two or maybe three players actually on international duty, whereas teams like Derby and uh, sort of Swansea and those sorts have got multiple players, so they're probably sharper if you like. And yeah, and I think it, it'd be more of a concern if we like consistently drop points after after those losses, but it, it, it seemingly doesn't take too long to sort of get back up to speed after it. Yeah, it's that bounce-back ability that sort of kept us roughly roundabouts where we've been this season, is the ability to bounce back from really disappointing results. Mm. And just to just to build on uh, what you said a little bit, Ryan, um, if sharpness and fitness in some respects are a problem for 90% of the squad with like two or three pl- players out, on international duty. I don't know what we do during the international break other than training. I don't know if we play many bounce games, but if we don't, um, I know that the usual bounce games that we play are against like other 23 teams or lower league teams like like Lancaster, maybe Southport. I don't that think they're quite that low. Um, I think we recently Salford we a couple Salford, of times, didn't we? Yeah. Well, Salford, really. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, what, that's what I mean. I never hear, I never hear about them because I'm not sure where to hear about them from. I, d- but, I don't um, think there's an official place to hear about them, if you will. Yeah. It's on the forum, isn't it? Someone from yeah, there, I think people just post stuff on the forum and you might yeah. see the odd bit on social media or unless Ollie's in a chatty mood. Um, but no, I get, I get the point that you're making, though. Because I wouldn't even go as far as saying it's, it's the first team players that need the game. Right, to... Yeah, it's the whole squad that needs to stay sharp. Yeah. Um, 
even if even if we played like forty five minutes, like 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 we do in pre season when we play one one eleven for forty five and yeah. forty five, and then switch it at half time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's maybe something that needs asking, um, or maybe something that needs looking at in a bit more detail, because I think it's either it's either that it's either a lack of sharpness or yeah, either it's either it's either that or I think that the players maybe struggle to get themselves back up to a level that over a period of games prior to the international break they've they've worked their way up and they've gotten to a level yeah. then the breaks come they've stopped they've gone back down they've relaxed they've had probably three or four days off you would imagine yeah come back into training to play maybe a lower level of opponent in a bounce game you would imagine that the feeling around training is good at the minute so maybe they struggle to mentally get back up to that level that is required yeah. when you're competing in the championship. And yeah. we are at the minute competing in the championship. So, mm. yeah. I mean, a, good, a good example of that is how we came out against Huddersfield and were 2-0 up. Inside 10 yeah. minutes or whatever inside, it was. Inside, well, certainly the first half hour. I can't remember when the second goal was. Yeah, no, definitely but, 10 minutes. I'm thinking of completely different. Um, yeah, never mind. Ignore that. <laughs> yeah. early, early doors though early doors yeah th- i think it was in the first half an hour or so wasn't it yeah because at, at that point i mean we were uh, as far away from an international break as you can be in the first half of the season really and we sort of i hate the phrase but we'd got into a bit of a groove yeah we did i don't think you can doubt that yeah um well, results show that, don't they, really? I think that's the main thing. Like you said, I think that's definitely the main thing we miss when we come back from an international break is having kept up that run of intensity. Yeah. No, I, I do think that that's one of the main causes, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think uh, all the managers talk about it, don't they? Like, you know, in this league, you've got to have momentum and the, the, the teams that go up generally at some point in the season go on a, go on a big run. Yeah. I just hope that, again... Like you said, Dan, that bounce back ability that we've shown yeah. part of me in the past. I just hope that we can we can bring it back again and um, go on go on a bit of a run again, um, pick up some good results and keep ourselves at the top end of the league. I think come come January, if we're still in and around top three, top four, um, I think we've got. Unless a, a bit of a gap opens up between the automatic places, I think we've got every every chance to um, to go up automatically. Uh, I've, I've not seen anything really this season so far that makes me think otherwise, apart from our away record. Yeah, uh, the the away record is the one thing that we really need to sort out. <laughs> It absolutely has to improve. A bit, a, bit of, a bit of an understatement, but I mean, like what, like you mentioned, when we played when we played Leeds, we didn't look out of sorts. No, out of place. Hopefully, we don't look out of place when we play West Brom. I suppose that'll be a real litmus test. Yeah, it will be. Some mm. ways, won't it? I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think six goals in what eight away games is it now? Uh, yeah. And two of those were two of those were at Swansea. Of, you are. Two of them were at Swansea. I know, so. Yeah, two of them at Swansea, and then I think the the other four have come in. What? 
Eight games. Yeah. How many of them were penalties? Because there was galleys at Charlton. Galleys at Charlton. Diaz uh, at Swansea. Or Forest. That was Billy Bowden. Mm. No, I think I think that was it. Just the two away penalties, wasn't it? Yeah. Most of them have been at home. Yes. Yeah. Four of them came in those two games against Sheffield Wednesday and Bristol City. That was a fun fortnight. Yeah, it was. But I think one of the main reasons for me that the that the away form has to improve is that it it's highly unlikely that we're going to go through the whole season maintaining the record that we have at home at the moment. Well, yeah, we're not going to be in, we're not going to be unbeaten at home. I wouldn't think. I mean, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, of course, but no. it's it's unlikely. So if we're not picking up points away from home and and the home form does turn, hopefully not for the worst, touch wood. Um, but if it does, then if we're struggling to pick up points away from home, where where do the points come from? So yeah, I think it's definitely something that needs to be looked at. As I mentioned in the piece that I wrote for Playmaker, um, obviously this is before the Derby game, but over the last 46 games, we've picked up enough points to what? Well, we've picked up enough points that last season would have seen us finish fifth in the league above Villa. So I've no doubt that we can't continue performing to a high level. Because um, I think in Alex Neal's time here, we've consistently done that. The, the only time was probably the middle of last season or the early part of last season, sorry, when we had all the injury problems. Yeah. Uh, when that undoubtedly hampered us. Yeah. I think the... I mean, most managers worth their salt will be the same, but I think the minimum Alex Neil expects is 100%. I know it's bringing out a bit of a cliche, but... Yeah, no, I get what you mean, though, because yeah. you hear things about other managers where they'll maybe allow their squad to get a little bit complacent or, you know, allow a, a little bit of something, well, complacency to, to start creeping in. Um, and I, I don't... Alex Neal doesn't strike me as the kind of manager to allow that. No. That's that. That's exactly what I mean. He's very... Um, doesn't seem to be the sort of manager that you'd want to get on the wrong side of. No. Yeah, definitely not. He seems very, very full-on. Yeah. Intense. I think um, part of the away form, obviously, as we've mentioned, is the fact we've only scored six in eight. Yeah, it's uh, not good, is it? Yeah, we're not... I mean, we've had really good spells under Alex Neal away from home, but um, something I've noticed is that we don't seem to be the sort of team that turns up um, to enjoy spoiling the party, if you know what I mean, like we were under Grayson. And it's um, it's quite hard to explain, but we don't seem to be... I mean, we still shit out to some extent, quite a large extent, really, if we're being honest. But there's just that sort of... There was that sort of atmosphere when we were the underdogs away from home. And yeah. We, I, I, we then give it large to the home crowd after we scored and that. And just now that we're sort of more than relegation fodder in the eyes of the league, we just need to find that motivation to be that little bit more ruthless away from home again. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I think that uh, not sorry, not Neil. I think Grayson used to make us hard to beat away from yeah. home, which is probably where you would see more 
more of the shit Aussie wins, if you will. Um, yeah. Whereas I think under Neil, I think he said it quite often in his first season in charge, when we obviously ended up finishing seventh, mm. that he, I don't know if it was kind of like a veiled dig at Simon Grayson in that he was saying, you know, he always sets his team up to attack. Um, you can see from his substitutions that he will always look to try and change a game from an attacking point of view as opposed yeah. to holding on to what we've already got. I think I think Grayson's style and setup was more conducive to the shit as he wins, if you will. I think yeah. for me, especially this season, our issue away from home is just that we're just not clinical enough. I think we're still creating the chances. Um, and like I said, Neil tends to set us up to go out and attack a, a team and attack a game. Um which maybe that could be to his undoing, you could argue, based off this season's away form. Um, yeah. You know, maybe you could go about setting us up in a slightly different way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, I, what I think about that is, um, I mean, obviously I'm not a manager, but I'd be a little bit more inclined to adapt my play to more of, not fully the way Grayson used to be, because obviously that had its own very visible drawbacks. Yeah. But in some situations, I think we need a little bit more of that, particularly this season. Mm, I, I know what you're saying. Um, so, um, like an example I'd use would be probably the Reading game. Where yeah. That, that's probably a game we'd have drawn nil-nil or maybe snuck a one-nil win under Grayson, but we ended up losing it. Well, to be fair, I think we were only a minute or two away from drawing it nil-nil anyway, weren't we? <laughs> Yeah, we were. I think maybe a better example of that would be the the Millwall game. Yeah, you know we, they they scored early on enough that we had you, you would have thought enough time to go and do something about it, but yeah, we we just weren't up to it in yeah. the second half, and I think that that a lot of that is credit to Millwall for, for that game and the way that they yeah they definitely, they definitely managed it well from what I've seen. Obviously, I was in New York at the time, but. But yeah, I think Neil is wily enough, I think he's shown anyway, this season to understand that it's an issue. Um, and I don't see it lasting, to be honest. I think we'll start picking up points away from home. Yeah. The time of the season that we're in now, teams will start to drop off, form will come and go. That And, and generally, I think... Um... We've probably had tougher away games than we've had home games so far. Yeah, I'd, I'd argue with that. Although I think we have played six of the top ten, mm-hmm. or uh, prior to the international break, we'd played six of the current top ten at that time. I don't know how much it's changed, and obviously the one game that's been played since. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah. I mean, uh, even even Reading were uh, the first game under new manager. They they've gone on a pretty decent yeah. run. And Millwall have got a a decent home record as well. I know, I know they're, they're sort of mid-table, but I think yeah. every game we've played has been... Uh, no game's ever easy, but in yeah. particular the games we've played, they, they've all been a challenge. Well, yeah, it just seems to me that whenever we, we go behind, I mean, quite a lot of games have had sort of a good sort of 20, 30-minute start, and then we concede, and we just, we just find it a bit difficult to sort of bounce back from that and score ourselves. Don't don't really seem to have many chances either. I, I don't know if that's... Because teams obviously tend to sit back when they've scored, or that's just something we need to improve on. 
I think we're definitely, um, we're, I mean, I don't think anybody would argue with me saying that we're at our best when we're playing expansive football and that's very difficult to play when a team's yeah, definitely. got Sitting a, back onto a lead. Yeah, yeah. When, they've, when they've got a lead they're defending or just a point that they're defending in some cases. And the thing I noticed I, in Derby... I, 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 I don't particular. think we've got the sort of... We've got... I'm, I'm not saying we've not got very good players. We have got superb players. We've said, we've said a lot on From the about how how strong we are as a unit. But I don't think we've got the sort of players that will unlock that defence when you're a goal down. Um, I, think, I think possibly apart from Gallagher, I thought mm. Derby was a game for Gallagher. I was a bit surprised that he didn't start. And I think mm. when he came on, we, we improved quite a bit. But yeah, I think he's the only the only one, really. Because, <clears throat> I mean, Alan Brown, as much as we like him, he's not going to... He doesn't really play that killer pass. Yeah, so obviously a few tough games coming up. Uh, we've already touched on West Brom. Um, before that, there's the game tomorrow night against um, Hull, which I think, was it um, Jonathan Woodgate that said the table lies? And I think you could maybe argue that they're in a bit of a false position. Mm. I mean, there's quite there's quite a few teams uh, like that, like, uh, uh, like Ryan said. Where they actually are before I say that. Yeah, the four teams. I think yeah. you could, on the balance of their squad, you could argue that they you'd think they'd be higher up. Um, and I think if they're going to go on to do anything this season, it will depend on uh, Bowen and Grusicki, Grusicki, however you say it. Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce these Polish names. Apologies if anyone is listening that is from Poland <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah I think any success that they're going to have this season is dependent on them staying in January I think um, yeah but I think Hull looked okay for a little bit of the first half when they came to Deepdale in the Carabao Cup and then mm. second they got half, a penalty didn't they yeah I think second half, you could argue that they probably took us to pieces. Well, they, I, I think they did. They could probably count themselves a bit unfortunate not to have scored earlier on than they did. Yeah. Um, they, they brought Eves on, didn't they? The, the big man in Eves. Yeah. He had a good game. I think Kevin Stewart came on as well, didn't he? He played well. Yeah. Yeah, they've got... Who else have they got as well? Uh, which is a stupid haircut like him. Jackson uh, Urban. Jackson yeah. Urban, yeah. He, he scored twice against us last season at home. Yeah. Good player. But, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough one, um, especially if we have got Raf at left-back <clears throat> and Fisher on the verge of a ban at right-back. Mm. And, obviously, that you would imagine, barring any injury between now and then, that both Bowen and Grisicki will be starting. Mm. Um I think uh, uh, as well as Raf's done this season, I think we've we've mentioned it on the pod how at times he can be caught out positionally. Yeah, he's got his drawbacks. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. So that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Um, Having said that, though, I think it was the Leeds game and he was up against Helder Costa and didn't give him anything the whole game. So. Hmm. He's definitely capable of being very, very solid. It's just yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's it's when wingers get him on his wrong side that it becomes an issue. Yeah. Drawn back into the middle. Yeah. And he just seems a little bit there. <clears throat> um so yeah, that's that's gonna be one to watch. But yeah, I think if you were to say to me now, you know, you draw against Hull on Wednesday going into the West Brom game, I'd I'd take that. Because as we as we mentioned at the start of the pod, our home form and the way that we seem to get ourselves up for home games this season, um, I would back us to get a positive result against West Brom. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I mean it's only the one time I've seen them. When I saw them against uh, Stoke a few weeks ago, I think that was on a Monday night as well. Actually, they, they didn't yeah. look particularly great. Um, well, I mean, to get to get where they've got, you've got to be all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying they're not a good team. They are. Uh, also, also, they've got twenty. They picked up twenty of their points away from home. Really? Yeah. yeah. Woo! Jesus! I did and not know that. That's the thing. I watched that Stoke game, and I don't think they played particularly well. But Stoke in the second if, half got at them, didn't they? Yeah. If you go in somewhere like Stoke and winning as easily as they did because Stoke didn't really offer anything did they no that, that's a sign of a team that they're, they're going to be right up there um, but yeah having watched that Stoke game it, it wasn't one that I, when it finished I thought oh flipping out we'll struggle playing West Brom um, yeah. so yeah I'm I'm hopeful I think I think four points possibly six out of the next tier is more than achievable Um Again, it just comes back down to that word that we mentioned at the start of the pod, our bounce back ability, and it's time now to to show it because we've got a tough run of games coming up, and obviously there's no other international breakers there until March now, I think. So it's it's this time of year when ahead of steam. Pardon? It's time to build up ahead of steam, isn't it? Yeah, definitely is. And on that note. What we're we gonna do, Dan? We're gonna call that a pod, boys. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, cheers, Ryan. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, yeah, nice much, much appreciated. Thanks for listening to episode twenty-three of the From the Finney podcast. Uh, as we always say at the end of these, you can find us on social media. We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're streamable on the majority of podcast platforms. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us about anything or you want to come on the podcast or you want to give us some abuse, whatever it may be, slide into our DMs on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. I'll read them. Uh, or you can email us on fromthefinney at gmail.com. And yeah, finally, thanks again to you boys. Thanks, Jake. Thank you. Cheers. See you later.